Assalamualaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh Bismillahirrahmanirrahim Alhamdulillahi rabbil alamin Wassalatu wassalamu ala rasulihin nabiyyil kareem Amma ba'd Ibadallah yakulullahu subhanahu wa ta'ala Fi kitabihi al-aziz Ba'da anakula awudu billahi minash shaytanir rajim Qad aflaha man tazakka Sadaqallahu al-aliyyul azim Alhamdulillah, inshaAllah today we're going to continue our series on a day in the life of Al-Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And we had started from the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam arising and waking up and the du'as and Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam woke up at the time of tahajjad and the du'as that he sallallahu alayhi wa sallam made. And Whenever the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam had a need to relieve himself, he sallallahu alayhi wa sallam would go to the washroom and we had discussed how the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam would enter and exit the washroom. And then we had started to discuss wudu. The Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam was in a constant state of wudu. There is rarely and barely a moment where the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam was not in wudu. Being in the state of wudu as a believer is extremely necessary for a number of reasons. Being in wudu, it it helps a person fight against the whispers of shayateen. Shaitan will constantly try to put whispers in your mind and to divert you from deen and to misguide you. And when you are in a state of wudu, that wudu has such an effect that you can fight the whispers of shaitan. Number two, or another reason. Sometimes Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He inspires us. Or sometimes we get a feeling of reciting Quran or praying salah. You know, Alhamdulillah, I just heard some good news. Something good happened in business. And you know, I just want to thank Allah and I want to pray to the God. Or I want, you know, I'm feeling a little bit energetic. I'm feeling a vibe that I want to recite Quran. So we have this feeling where we want to offer two rakats to thank Allah. Or we get this feeling that we want to recite Quran. But the problem is we don't have wudu. Uh, do I want to make wudu? To get up, hold my sleeves up a little bit, get my arms wet, my face will be wet, my feet will be wet. I really want to go through that struggle right now. Now, if I don't have a towel or a proper towel, I don't know if I want to make wudu right now. But if that person who had a feeling to do two rakats, or he had a feeling to recite Quran, he's already in a state of wudu, he can immediately pick up the Quran, he can open his phone, and he can start changing the pages, recite his Quran, and if he wants, he can offer two rakats. I just need to know where the Qibla is, I offer my two rakats immediately. How long would it take to, for someone to offer two rakats? But that feeling that we got, that we were inspired to do and offer two rakats, or inspired to, make, to recite Quran, we won't do it because we don't have wudu. And it's somewhat of an effort required to make wudu. So because we don't have wudu, we're not going to offer two rakats. How long does it take to offer two rakats? Nowadays, it takes maybe less than two minutes. 
less than two minutes to offer two rakats, unfortunately. But the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, when he was happy, he prayed two rakats. When he received good news, he prayed two rakats. When he was concerned and he was worried and something was bothering him and a difficult task was in front of him, what did he sallallahu alayhi wa sallam do? He prayed two rakats. At every given moment, the Prophet would offer two rakats. Sayyidina Bilal radiallahu ta'ala, his footsteps were heard in Jannah, preceding the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Ya Bilal, what do you do? How come I hear your footsteps in Jannah? It's preceding me. I hear the footsteps and you're going before me. Ya Bilal, what is it? Rasulullah, I don't know anything that I do. Maybe, perhaps it could be that after I make wudu, I offer two rakats of wudu. Tahiyyatul wudu. Ya Bilal, that is why. Allah loves those two rakats that you offer every time you make wudu. So the Prophet ﷺ had an attachment to salah. As a matter of fact, the Messenger of Allah ﷺ, he said, جُعِلَتْ لِي كُرَّةُ عَيْنِي فِي الصَّلَاةِ or فِي صَلَاةِ The Messenger of Allah ﷺ said, I find the coolness of my eyes in salah. I enjoy salah. It's such a good feeling. You know when you really like someone and you enjoy their company, you just, like every given moment, you just want to go and sit with them. The Messenger of Allah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam said, I enjoy Salah. I feel so good when I pray Salah. I feel sukoon in Salah. I feel comfortable in Salah. All my worries are gone in Salah. When the Messenger of Allah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, when he said, Allahu Akbar, Allah is greater than everything that came to his mind. So if he's worried about the battle of Badr, and he's looking at the 313 soldiers and the 313 Sahaba Allah that we, they have, and against the well-equipped thousand soldiers who came with the intention to attack the Sahaba Allah and the Messenger of Allah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, the Messenger of Allah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam to get his comfort, what would he do? Praise Allah. Every time. Prophet had something on his mind, praise Allah. Because when he وسلم, said, Allahu Akbar, everything on this dunya was behind him. So Allah might put us in our minds, in our hearts sometimes that we want to offer two rakats, but we don't offer those two rakats because we don't have wudu. So inshallah, from this moment forward, we're not just being inspired and mashallah, motivated, no, no, no. From this moment forward, inshallah, every single person will make an effort to be in a constant state of wudu, inshallah. Okay. Now, there's a hadith of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, a beautiful hadith, which is found in Sahih Muslim. The Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam went to Jannah to Baqi, he went to the Baqi cemetery. And he sallallahu alayhi wa sallam made dua for them. And he said, may you be secured from the punishment. May you be protected from the punishment, O dwellers of the abode of the believers, of this Jannat al-Baqiyah, or this cemetery. Whenever the Prophet would go to the cemetery, he was making dua for them. And he said to them, وَإِنَّا إِنْشَاءَ اللَّهُ بِكُمْ لَاحِكُونَ And inshallah, we're going to meet you too. Meaning, we're going to the Qabr too. And then he was with the companions, and he said, he said, I wish to see my brothers. I wish that we will see my brothers. I wish. I wish we could see our brothers. The Sahaba radiallahu anhu was shocked. Are we not your brothers, Ya Rasulullah? We're right here, Ya Rasulullah. 
Well, your brothers, what are you saying? We're standing right in front of you. What do you mean you wish to see your brothers? We're right here. Well, Prophet responded, Antum Ashabi. You are my companions. And my brothers are those who have not seen yet. Meaning, my brothers are those who believe in me and they haven't seen me. They're my brothers. They are my brothers. They haven't seen in me and they believe in me. Ya Rasulullah. There's going to be so many people on the face of this earth. After you leave, how will you recognize them? On the Day of Judgment, how will you know who are your brothers? The Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, King sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, I will be able to recognize my followers because they will come with bright faces and white limbs because of wudu. And I will arrive at Hawdi Kawthar before them. Meaning, the Prophet will see what is the passport or the Prophet can recognize us. What is the visa to be in the company of Al-Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam on the Day of Judgment? Making wudu, to be in a constant state of wudu. The Prophet Sallallahu will recognize us inshallah and he Sallallahu will recognize all of us inshallah because we will all be in a constant state of wudu. He Sallallahu will recognize us by our bright faces and our white limbs inshallah because of the wudu that we made. And the Prophet will be at Hawdi Kawthar and only the ones whom he can recognize, he will call them to Hawdi Kawthar. And according to some narration, the Prophet Sallallahu will take the water from the well of Kothar and he will put it in his in your mouth himself. With his Mubarak in his blessed hand. And it is said when you drink from that well, you will never be thirsty again. So that is why some of the du'as that we make, we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to bless us to be amongst those people who drink from the Hawd of Kothar, from the well of Kothar. So how would the Prophet recognize us? By our wudu inshallah. But now the question is, how do we make wudu properly? I don't want to touch the fiqh aspect, but just quickly from a Hanafi fiqh. The only thing that is part according to the Hanafi fiqh is to wash your face one time, is to wash your arms up to your elbows one time, both arms, to do masa of one fourth of your head, and to wash your feet up to the ankles one time, both feet. That is the fun. Everything else that I'm about to mention is sunnah and desirable and mustahab. This is according to the Hanafi. The other, now the method that I'm going to mention, inshallah, will join all the mazayibs. So for example, some of the mazhabs and school of thought say that it is necessary to make intention, or it is necessary to say Bismillah, or according to the Maliki school of thought, it is necessary to be successive in the sense that you, when you right, wash your right arm, then you have to wash your left arm before this arm dries up. According to some, you have to do it in order. According to the Hanafi, you can do your feet first if you want. You can do your face last if you want. But I mentioned the fard or the obligation according to the Hanafi school of thought. Now, but I want to go over proper wudu, inshallah. Proper wudu. The wudu, what the Prophet mentions, that gets full reward. Because that is what we want. We don't just want the obligations to be fulfilled. Okay, that's good too. How do you make proper wudu? Now, again, I've mentioned it so many times. My hope is 
then inshallah you can bring into your lives and it can be a means of sadaqah jariyah for me. And then for it to be a means of sadaqah jariyah for you, it is your responsibility to go home, tell your wife and your children and everyone else that hasn't heard this lecture. And inshallah now you will get the reward of this sadaqah jariyah too inshallah. Okay. First of all, the sunnah before making wudu and even ghusl. We won't go over ghusl, we'll go over wudu for today inshallah. Any impurity that is on your body, clean it. So if you just use the washroom, any feces or urine or any, any impurity, clean your clothes and your body of that impurity. Don't be in the state of wudu while your clothes are still impure. Your body is still impure, but yeah, you might be in the ritual purity of having wudu, but your body is dirty. So the first thing we need to do is make sure that we clean our clothes and our body if there's any impurity on it. That is from amongst the sunnah of the so yeah, we might naturally do it. We might do it because we want to. But now we know that it's from the sunnah of the Prophet Before starting your wudu, it is sunnah of the Prophet to make intention. And the intention to pray salah or to you know touch the Quran or to be touched to be able to you know be able to touch the Quran and different many intentions you can have. Generally, the intention you should have is for salah. Now, salah is inclusive of everything. According to Hanafi, this is important actually. Because if you had the intention for the sake of just making intention and it wasn't for salah, then that's not the wudu for salah. You can't use that wudu for salah. So, generally, you, if, if, if you messed up the intention, so you need to have intention of salah, generally. Okay, you made the intention of salah. According to some of the school of thoughts, it's necessary. Now the first thing we do, we say, Bismillah. Bismillahir Rahman Rahim works. According to some narration, Bismillah walhamdulillah. Bismillahir Rahman Rahim will be sufficient, inshallah. Now, one of the thick questions that we got when we were in Ifta, and we were doing our Mifti courses, let's say you forgot to say Bismillah. What should you do to them? The same thing we do if we forget to say Bismillah before we eat food. Bismillah, awwalahu wa akhirahu. If you forgot to say Bismillah, you can say Bismillah awwalahu wa akhirahu. So when we start our wudu, we say Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim and we wash our hands up to our wrist. We wash our hands up to our wrist. According to some opinions, you do, you clean your teeth or you rinse your mouth first. So either you rinse your mouth first or you use miswak first. So, if you have miswak, use your miswak. If you don't have miswak, use your toothbrush. If you don't have a toothbrush, use your finger. But do something to clean your teeth. Now, when you rinse your mouth, okay, we just put the water and we spit it back on. But the sunnah, if you're not fasting, it's to actually gargle it. You know, in America, mashallah, we talk about how clean and civilized we are, subhanAllah. If they only understood how we make wudu. There was no one cleaner than the Messenger of Allah So when you make wudu, when you rinse your mouth, gargle it. That is from the sunnah. Unless you're fasting, then you shouldn't gargle. So not swallow or gargle. Clean the bottom of your throat too. And then spit it back out. Three times. After that, put water in your, in your nose. Again, excessive. As much as we can get up there. Then, use your left pinky to clean your nose. Use your left pinky to clean your nose. Now your mouth and your nose are done. 
Then take the water in your hand and wipe your entire face from the top of the forehead to the bottom of the chin. Three times. The skin of the entire face from the top of the forehead to the bottom of the chin, water must reach the skin that is visible. If someone has a very thin beard, then they can get it to the skin. If it's a thick beard, then you don't have to. We'll talk about that. So three times your face. Now for the men who have the beards, should take their fingers and interlock it through your, your beard. So those of us who do not keep a beard, we do not get to fulfill the sunnah. We are depriving ourselves of the sunnah. Now we say it how it is. So, after you wash your face three times, take your fingers and interlock it in the beard. Wet your beard. That's the face is done. After your face is done, there are some narrations according. That throughout the dua, throughout making wudu, there's, there's difference of opinion if this is authentic or not, but throughout the wudu, and these are in these famous books of dua, you know, Hisn al-Hasin and other books of duas, that during your wudu, you can make this dua, Allahumma kfilli dhambi, wa wasi'li fi dari, wa barikli fi rushti. Even, you know, without a doubt this will be considered mustahab, but we should not be talking about worldly matters while we're making wudu. So this keeps our mind on Allah while we're making wudu. Allahumma kfilli dhambi, oh Allah forgive my sins. Wa wasi'li fi dari, oh Allah widen my, my grave or my abode. Wa barikli fi rizki and grant barakah in my sustenance. This is the dua you should be making while you are making wudu. Allahumma kfilli dhambi, wa wasi'li fi dari, wa barikli fi rizki. Okay, so you wash your face three times and then do your beard. After that your arms up to the elbows. Again, you should be doing successively. So right when you wash your face, you went in your beard, go to your arms right away. Don't like take your time. It's not like the, the sink is running. Turn the sink off or the water off if you're not using it. So when you're not using it, turn it off. So when you're wiping your head, turn the water off. You're wasting water. So anyways, right when you wash your face, after that, go to your arms immediately. Uh, up to your elbows. Again, there is opinion that ahsan al-wudu, to means to do something ahsan in an excellent manner. So to actually do wudu, and according to in a one opinion, that you do wudu from your, obviously your, your, your fingers, all the way to halfway up to your shoulders. Yes, the elbow is necessary. But ihsan al-wudu is halfway up to your shoulders. Not up to the shoulders, halfway up to your shoulders. So you do that for your right arm, halfway up to your shoulders, and then immediately you do your left arm, halfway up to your shoulders. After that, you will do masa of your forehead. According to some scholars, it is necessary to do masa of the entire head. Like I said, for the Hanafis, it's one foot. Now a method I'm going to show you has been mentioned by the ulama, but it's not necessarily sunnah, but it is a method that the ulama and the pious predecessors have mentioned. Okay, so now after you have done your up to your left arm, you will wash your hands again and then splash it a little bit and turn the sink off. You're wasting water. Turn the sink off. You don't need it to just run for the sake of running. Oh, I can't afford the water bill. No, it's wasting water. And the beauty of the hadith that Prophet said, do not waste water. And when you're making wudu, even if you are making wudu from a river, Prophet knew 
There was some hikmah in the teachings of Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. So making a wudu from river water, the Sahaba would be like, how can you waste river water? It's abundant water. It's unlimited water. So we turn on the sink, we can think the same thing. But the concept, the teachings of Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, the universal. Turn the sink off. Okay, now how do you make wudu? How do you do masah of your fire? We're gonna obviously, we wash up to the wrist. Now we splash the water, turn the sink off. Take these three fingers from the pinky, up to the middle finger. Take these three fingers. And then wipe your head. Wipe your head from the front all the way to the back. Now, you didn't use the back of your hand yet. Turn it around and wipe your nape. It is sunnah and mustahab to wipe your nape. Nape, the back of your neck. It is makruh to wipe your throat though. So not your throat, your nape, the back of your neck. So now the back hands have been used. Okay, what do we have left? We have these two fingers left. You take these two fingers and you put the index finger inside of your ear. So now inside of your ear, you clean it. And then you take the thumb and you do the back of your ears with your thumb. Now your entire hand was used for masah. We won't call this sunnah, but the ulama have put this together with the wisdom that you have white with clear, pure white water over the entire head, including your ears. Okay, now when you have done masah, now you can turn the water back on. If we're sitting down, it is also sunnah to sit down. And if we can, face the qibla. Two things, when you build a house, yeah, things that we don't think, but our ulama thought about. When you build a house, make sure that you can do, you, see if you can have a place where you can sit down and do wudu. If you can't, then stand up, but make sure the sink is in a direction where you're facing the qibla. And when you make your toilets, make sure you're not facing the qibla and your back is not towards the qibla. Yeah, not things that we think when we build a house. When we're buying a house, we probably don't even tell our children this, but these are clearly against the hadith of Al-Nabi when you use the washroom, to not face the Qibla and not to have your back towards the Qibla. So after you have done masah of your head and your ears, then you're going to wash your foot or your feet up to your ankles and even then, do it halfway on the shin. Okay, now we need to make sure that between our toes, the water gets there too. Again, when you clean something, you use your left hand at all time. So take your left pinky finger and go between your toes, starting from the smallest toe, so the pinky toe we can call it, the smallest toe. And you go between your right foot. Then when you do your left foot, again you use your left hand. Use your left pinky. After that, again, a halfway on the shin. Now, ankle is, is front, but halfway on the shin will be ihsal al-wudu. Now your wudu is complete. After you make wudu, ashhadu an la ilaha illallahu wahdahu la sharika la, wa ashhadu anna muhammadan abduhu rasulah. According to some ulama, generally, every single time the Prophet ﷺ did shahada, even in the khutbah of salah, the khutbah of Jummah, or the khutbah of Eid, or any time the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he did shahada, he generally had a habit of raising his finger. 
So some of them say, it is sunnah to raise your fingers and say, Shadu Allah ilaha illallah wa shadu anna muhammadan abduhu wa rasuluh. And then the final dua, Allahumma ja'alni min al-tawabin wa ja'alni min al-mutatahirin. Wa Allah make me amongst those people who do tawbah, who repent, and make me amongst those people who purify themselves. SubhanAllah, how beautiful this is. While we're making wudu, all of our minor sins have been forgiven. By this dua, the Messenger of Allah وسلم, is reminding us something. Your minor sins are forgiven by making, by making wudu. But in order for your major sins to be forgiven, what do you need to do? Do tawbah. Okay, we have purified our body. Okay, well, mutatahirin, but purify your soul too. This is a proper method of making wudu. We just make wudu maybe when we've been accustomed to and culture to. But there is a method that was beloved to Allah and His Messenger, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. So inshallah, I'm hoping from this day forward that every person is making wudu properly. And there are different, different opinions too. But this was a general concept and the method of how Al-Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam made wudu, how he started his wudu, and how he completed his wudu. Inshallah. Not from next week, but inshallah. In two weeks, we'll continue how the Prophet put on his clothes and the method of making dua when he sallallahu alayhi wa sallam put on his clothes. Inshallah, on Tuesday, I will be uh, going to Umrah. So I won't be here next week, inshallah. I will be here from the following week, inshallah. I have intention to make dua for everyone. Make dua that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala makes our journey easy. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala uh, make our Umrah easy and accept our Umrah. And if I remember, I will try to send salawat upon the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam on behalf of the entire community. Jazakumullahu khayran wa aafinu da'wana. And alhamdulillahi rabbil alameen. Just wait quickly, inshallah, an announcement. This week's... Um, uh, food has not been sponsored yet. I forgot to announce it in the WhatsApp group. Last week was sponsored. This week has not been sponsored. So if anyone is willing to give $300 to sponsor the food for this week, uh, you know, um, please let me know. Uh, or you know, let me know if you would like to sponsor this week. Also, we still have two more bills we need to sponsor for this week, which is um, two electric bills. Each bill is about $300. And inshallah, as the, the weather is getting better, we won't have to turn the AC on as much, inshallah. If anyone would like to sponsor any of these three things, please let me know. Jazakumullahu khairan. And inshallah, as always, after the sunnahs, we'll be having those boxes for sale.